FM, Pittsburgh. and Reds want to fight, it should be to the death. They're two of the worst teams in baseball. They're combined 20 games under 500. They stink. But if anybody involved with either team needs to be slapped around a bit more and a bit harder, it's that schmuck who manages the Reds, David Bell. All he does is whine. He's worse than a New Orleans Saints fan. Oh, the Pirates this and the Pirates that. The Pirates are so mean. In that interview Bell did after the game last night, he looked like he was going to cry. It goes on all the time. They teach it, and they allow it, and they're so mean, and no one helps us. And then Bell runs back on the field after he's been ejected to join in the fight. He goes after Hurdle, but Eckstein grabs him and taps him. What a dink David Bell is. He gets ejected all the time. He's a first-year manager. He's been ejected eight times already this season. That's because nobody likes a whiner. Bell only hit 257 in his big league career, so his bat don't really work if you get my drift. He's impotent as a manager, too. This is his first year managing, and he's no good at that either. He obviously can't fight. Can't win, can't fight, can't act like a man. All David Bell can do is whine. He's got a job in the majors because of nepotism and cronyism, and because his last name's Bell. As in Buddy Bell, his dad. As in Gus Bell, his dad. A bunch of losers, all of them. If David Bell heard this, he'd tell me how mean I am. Oh, super genius, you were such a meanie. But that won't stop me. Because David Bell, guess what? You just made the list. Is there something left of me to say in the wreckage of my The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Now 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Going to give away a couple tickets to WWE Monday Night Raw. That's this Monday at PPG Paints Arena. I think Ricochet is going to be uh, here on Monday in studio, so we'll we'll attempt to talk to him. Uh, we're attempting to get Ace Fraley later this week. He's going to be at uh, the Palace Theater in Greensburg on Saturday. I want to go to that, but I got that Liverpool trip next week. I really want to kind of rest for that. And then on Monday, in advance of his show Tuesday, at the uh, Carnegie Museum Music Center in Homestead, when in doubt, he whips it out. He's got him a rock and roll band. It's a free-for-all. Ted Nugent. I know a lot of people aren't going to like me having Ted on. I like having Ted on. Ted's one of the greatest rockers ever. He's always interesting. He's been on this show many times. Has always been great to me. That's Ted Nugent next Monday right here on the X. You know what I was going to put on the list? Remember yesterday when Andrew Brandt of MondayMorningQuarterback.com wasn't on the show? 
You know why? Because he now wants paid for appearances. He wants 100 bucks a shot. Yeah, okay, Mr. Monotone. We don't pay Peter King, but you want paid? Eat excrement and die, Busher. What a dink. Who the frig ever heard of that guy? Seriously, we, we don't pay Peter King. Because Pete's a class act. This Andrew Brandt, give me a break. We don't pay Benoit from the same website, and he's their top guy. I mean, whatever, but don't chump out on an appearance trying to squeeze money out of us right that day, which is what he did. He's like, actually, that happens in wrestling all the time. Ugh. And all you do with a guy like that is you say, okay, we're not going to have you on the show. We'll just use every fact from every article you write and not credit you. I have no problem doing that and, in fact, have done that for years. Here's another little tempest in a teapot. We could have had a... A, a trio, a triple crown on the list today. We could add uh, David Bell, Andrew Brandt. Now listen to this. A lot of people are bitching because the New Jersey Devils got that Nikita Gusev, right? The leading score from the KHL last year, 27 years old, finally coming to the NHL. He probably is the best hockey player in the world outside the NHL. Now that means you can help the Devils a lot. I don't know. They certainly have room in their top six, so he'll get a legitimate shot. I've liked Gusev when I've seen him, but guess what people are bitching about? A lot of people, too, on Twitter. Gusev's going to wear number 97. How can he wear that? That's Connor McDavid's number. Nobody should wear 97. To which I say, who'd Connor McDavid ever beat? Where his Stanley Cup rings? Yo, he ain't yet Gretzky. He ain't yet Mario. He ain't yet Sid. So 97 ain't yet off limits. Not yet. I hate when people bitch about just such little kid stuff. Remember when the kid that, what's his name, Young Ho Sung or whatever his name is? Actually, that's the Pirates infielder. Uh... The, the guy of Asian descent that played for the Islanders. He wore 66. And, like, in Pittsburgh, we were kind of like, not mad, but like, you know, what's he doing? And then Mario said, that's ah, okay. And then it's forgotten. This goose set with 97 stuff, it's like the Spanish Inquisition, and McDavid never won anything except individual stuff, which may be his lot in life being an Edmonton oiler and all. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, coming just around the corner, we're going to replay my Lev Bell diss track, which is uh, getting rave reviews. Suge Knight has contacted me and said he will bail me out of prison if I agree to record the diss track for him, which is kind of backwards because he's in prison, and I'd have to bail him out. It's not like with Tupac. But it is getting rave reviews. The rap community is rallying behind me, as it always does. Remember the time I went to the rallies in Wilkinsburg? In a way, that was representative of how the rap community feels about me, because I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. 105.9 X. Often imitated, never duplicated. The Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club. Open at 6 p.m. daily. This report is paid for by... 
now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, huge fan, love the show. Because that's what you got to do. Hey, Mark, big fan and all that. I, 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 I think you're on to something. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. We got Dejan at 5.30. We're giving away WWE tickets then, too. Uh, Baron broke up a pass on third and two. He's got to play every down. I'm making that judgment from him breaking up a pass on third and two. He's got to play every down. He says he's going to. Okay, um, I've had enough of how bad a rapper Lev Bell is, so I did a rap of my own. The title of it is uh, Hookers and Jewelry, like Boys in the Hood, Hookers Big End Jewelry, subtitle Lev's Lament. You can only hear it on 105.9 The X, and here it is. Couple hookers stole my jewelry. A couple hookers stole my jewelry. When I rap, it makes me mumble. When I carry, it makes me fumble. In the big games, I always crumble. Makes me stumble. Makes me bumble. Took a year off, but I'm back in camp. My brain the size of a postage stamp. Rather chill than make 14 mil. Nearly made my agent take a suicide pill. I'm in New York on a team that can't win. Not far away from being a has-been. Just on a mission to keep getting paid. You get them checks on IR anyway. My game is rap, not this football crap. Want big booty. Shake it in my lap. The big city media clocked and watched me. Had more jewels than dead Liberace. Then my girlfriends took off with my bling. I ain't gonna get no Super Bowl ring. Here for the check, wanna make clear. Gonna pull a groin, be out for the year. Shake it, shake it, mama. Shake it, shake it, mama. Won't stop with the drama. Call the Dalai Lama. Put on your pajamas, smoke the marijuana, smoke the marijuana, smoke the marijuana, smoke the marijuana, smoke the marijuana. I'm not sure that's any good, but it's better than Lev. I really do feel like that's a better rap than Lev Bell's done, period. I'm not going to do a video like him where I'm posing shirtless for the camera, God no. But I feel like that rap has topped anything Levin Bell has done to this point. Uh, Pirate Brawl. I loved it. It was stupid, but I loved it. They're all dopes, but I loved it. They both stink, but I loved it. There was no reason for it, but I loved it. I'm just sorry they didn't do it again today. Here's a weird thing about, well, no, it's not just weird about Pirate fans or weird about Pittsburgh fans. It's just weird about fans, period. Everybody in Pittsburgh thinks Amir Garrett is a dope because he rushed the pirate dugout by himself. If that had been a pirate rushing the opposition dugout by himself, he'd be a hero in Pittsburgh. All you ought to be saying, what big balls he has. If he had big balls, he should have thrown them at the dugout. That would have done more damage than whiffing on a bunch of punches like Amir Garrett did. 
Uh, the trade deadline's come and gone. The Pirates traded Corey Dickerson to Philadelphia for a player to be named later and some international bonus money. Uh, they did not trade Vasquez. And uh, Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic wrote yesterday that the Pirates should trade Vasquez, but that bad franchises don't understand what they have and the potential they're in, and good franchises do. In other words, the Pirates are fooling themselves into believing they could be contenders next year if everybody's healthy, just like they fooled themselves this year into believing they could contend, and in fact, convinced themselves they did contend for a lot longer than they really were. Pirates aren't going to contend next year. Pirates weren't ever really contenders this year. But fooling themselves in this case, that's not good because I think they could have got a lot for Vasquez. The offers were out there. Rosenthal also reported that the Dodgers kind of flinched on sending one of their two very top prospects to Pittsburgh in exchange for Vasquez. But the more I hear about it, the more it sounds to me like the Pirates just didn't want to trade Vasquez. If Lux or May, the two big prospects in LA, if they were off the table, that's one thing. But I'd want to know for sure that they were off the table. I would want to know what offers the Pirates turned down to keep Vasquez to help them contend next year, even though we know they can't. Uh, 412-333-9939 is the number to call. That that fight last night was just, it was silly. I love when people say it gave baseball a black eye. First off, nobody got a black eye. None of the punches landed that cleanly or did much damage. Second off, it's not like O.J. Simpson showed up or Tyree Killer, the Boston Strangler. It's just a bunch of guys fighting who can't really fight. When you say something was a black eye for baseball, you're trying to give your team and what happened more credibility than your team or the event really deserves. That's certainly true in this case. How about this? You know how Yasiel Puig found out he got traded? A fan in the stands told Jesse Winker, another Reds player, that Puig had been traded, and Winker went and told Puig. Yeah, so Puig's kind of wound up on a good day. I, I can't help but think that maybe finding out he got traded secondhand uh, rubbed him the wrong way. That may have caused him to be a even bigger participant in that fight than he otherwise might have been. Then again, if I'm Puig, I want to go from Cincinnati, but he only went to Cleveland where... Things are marginally better. 412-333-9939. You know who Puig kind of reminds me of the way he acts and talks? He's like Tuco Salamanca, the, 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 the one meth dealer from Breaking Bad. He's a badass like Tuco Salamanca. I mean that as a compliment. Tuco Salamanca, nobody wanted to F with him. Walter White had to almost blow up the whole building Tuco was in to get him to back off even a little bit. Let's go to Joe in Ocean City. Joe, you're on with Double M. Yo, Mark, you are a funny man. That that rap, that's good. I'm glad I uh, I'm glad I caught that, especially the line about the Dalai Lama. That was pretty well, thank good. Thank you. Man. Big hitter, yeah, the Lama. That, 
Yeah, that that was fantastic. My, seriously, though, um, I, the other day you were talking about Ola. You know, you didn't think Ola was going to see the field. I was just curious, man. What what were you talking about that? What made you think that, especially with the lack of depth out there on the outside? Well, all he has to do to get a snap here and there is uh, is beat out the white long haired guy. So, so yeah, but I mean, he's not going to be a regular. You don't think he's going to beat out Dupree or uh, Watt, do you? He might beat out Chicolo for some snaps, but I don't think he's going to make big impact. Do you? No, I don't think he's going to start, but I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he ended up with more sacks than Dupree, honestly. I mean, this Dupree no. year, brah, it's going to be incredibly interesting because he is playing for his future. If he soils the bed, this year, and doesn't get the contract he's dreaming of if he turned down, you know, what he could have got from the Steelers multi-year to take this chance. If he doesn't try as hard as he can now, he'll never try hard in his career. And I'm not ruling out that. I just have no faith in, in the effort of Bud Dupree or the performance for that matter. I just I, I I have a feeling I think Ola is hungry. I, I don't know, man. I just I got a feeling about him. I, watching last year, I don't know exactly what went down with him as far as all he has to be is hungrier than than, than Chicolo. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Up next, Dejan, one hundred five nine. Attention, there's a lot of loose talk. Hmm? Hmm? I like it. I like it. The X at one hundred five nine. Joining for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Let me now live from Latrobe. From DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian Reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Dejan, I want to talk Pirates first. The Pirates traded Dickerson, which is no surprise. They did not trade Vasquez, even though his value in the trade market was allegedly pretty high. Uh, should they have got rid of Vasquez, and where do they go from here regarding him? Because I'm not sure they're going to need a closer next year either. Well, is it okay if I give all of my answers in rap form in this segment? No, because you wouldn't be as good. That's what I heard. My God. I can't wait to hear this for myself. Uh, they're going to need a closer, Mark. I mean, you know, no well, one yeah, but it could be Kelly. It could be anybody else. It seemed like they would have got really good return for Vasquez. I don't know about that. I mean, it, it, it seems like it, but, you know, everything that we heard about the Dodgers was that, you know, they have these four super fantastic prospects, but not once had I heard anything coming from, from out of L.A., that suggested they were going to give any of them up. Uh, it oh, no, I heard from a lot of people that that was, uh, that was on the docket, but then Ken Rosenthal wrote that they pulled a couple guys back. We don't know for sure, but I'd like to know how hard they tried. Then again, they always say they tried. Yeah, I, I, again, if, if the Dodgers, I, I, you know, knowing the Pirates front office, obviously I don't know the Dodgers won hardly at all. Uh, knowing the Pirates front office, uh, they would have taken, in in my estimation, they would have taken one of those four guys. I, I don't believe that they were offered that. I really don't. I don't know. Um, I and, think and, the Pirates and, are good at fooling themselves, and I think they probably fooled themselves into thinking they can contend for a wild-card spot next year. 
Well, I don't think it's just that. I mean, see, Vasquez, this this isn't some rental. I mean, they they have his rights for four more years, Mark. That's a long time. At a Do you really, really believe rate. that he'll he'll go the next four years? As a pirate, and you believe he'll maintain this know, level of performance but, but, as a pirate? I do, here's what I believe: I, I believe, and I know that his value next year at the same deadline will be really not much different than it was at this one. Well, and now I, you don't know that though. He might perform at a lower level, and th- these teams might not have the resources to deal for him. Uh, the Braves were making offers. This seemed just like a good year because of the competitive nature of the bidding. Yeah, I, I guess the, the, my, my bigger surprise today than, than Vasquez, because I really, I, I didn't see him get moved. Um, you know, the one thing that, that I will applaud the Pirates for is that in the past, whenever a significant name, like let's say Garrett Cole or whatever was out there, they would say, well, we're not going to really get rid of him. We, you know, we would need to be really knocked over. And then they would end up not getting knocked over and just taking whatever out of what was sitting on their table, what was the best deal. Uh, in this case, they clearly didn't do that, because obviously you could have moved Felipe Vasquez. And you could have gotten, as you're suggesting, something of value. But Vasquez also has value. I don't know where this idea comes from that he doesn't mean anything to this team in 2020 or 2021. It's well, just, I, I it's think crazy. he doesn't mean Watch much because closers are so disposable and they have such a good record of, of replacing closers over the they past do. decade. Let, they, let, let's they, move they, on from that, though, because what's that, done... They don't have... There's nobody in-house. Kella's not that guy, and Crick's not that guy. Certainly not from what we've seen this year. Yeah, but there's other guys we thought weren't that guy, and like Tony Watson, and he filled in as well, kind of a stopgap. He closer. Yeah, I mean, he, Tony actually began, was the first... See, I just have a problem making deals as if they're going to contend next year, because they're definitely not. Oh, I mean, Mark. Three weeks ago, they were two and a half games out of first place. That was that I mean, was deceptive. It flattered to deceive. History. Hey, they are what they are, and what they are now is way out of it. And they what they what they were was two and a half games out of first place with twenty six different players going on the injured list, including three fifths. Yeah, of see, now it's this kind of excuse making that they perfect, and that's why they don't. They don't. Uh, they, they stink. They stunk for ten games. They stunk for. 50 years, not 50, 40. <laughs> uh, hey, let's get to that fight. What's your take on that fight? Who got beat up the worst? Uh, well, no question. I mean, Chris Archer really took a few shots. Most of those unwittingly. He just ended up at the bottom of the pile. Um, you know, the nobody, nobody looks worse out of that whole scenario than David Bell from the Reds. No I, question. I, I mean, my God. I, have you watched the video of the, of the, of the interview segment with him? I mean, he's, he's close to tears. And, and over what? Saying that they, they need to do something about them. I mean, it's like pointing at the bad guy on the playground. Uh, I mean, th- the whole thing was just embarrassing. Him coming out after he'd been ejected and going after a 62-year-old man was the first thing that he did, by the way, going after Clint Hurdle. Well, now hold it. If you're in the fight, you're in the fight. It's not, it's not age group. It's not weight class. You know, the, the weird thing about baseball fights, especially the ones that actually morph into real fights, like the one last night, is that the angriest people invariably are the older ones. Look at Don Zimmer back know, in the 03 ALCS. Yeah, because they know who's behind what's actually occurring on the field. They don't get mad at the players. They don't get mad at Keone Keller or Jared Hughes. They get mad at who they think is telling 
uh, Keller or Hughes or whoever. Well, but you don't think back. Hartle told Keller to, to headhunt, do you? I don't think anything of the kind. I mean, the whole thing is, you know, that that's Keller being, uh, <laughs> he's a different dude. But, but I got I got to say, Dajon, I, I, I don't agree when people like uh, David Bell and Joe Madden say the Pirates have an organizational policy to headhunt. But if you look at the numbers, you can infer that. I don't agree. I think they just pitch high and tight as opposed to headhunting. But you can infer it if you look at the numbers. Yeah, I also saw numbers today that suggested the Pirates were actually one of the least guilty of this out of all the NL Central teams. Milwaukee actually does it more than anybody, and nobody ever mentions the Brewers. A lot of things, Mark, in sports just become about, actually and in life too, become more about perception than about reality. Uh, it's when you do it. It's how you do it. It's who's doing it. Uh, in Keller's case, they know he's a hothead. They know he is exactly what he is, and they know what Dietrich did. Uh, if you think the Reds, oh, were but he did it in April. Who cares about April? Oh, in baseball? Are you kidding me? It could be April of 2014, and they'd remember it. Well, they That's shouldn't. Baseball. It's stupid. You know, are you going to fall on that bandwagon too with everybody else with the cool kids who all of a sudden think it's okay for a guy to showboat a home run? Come on, Mark. I'm not saying it's, it's okay to showboat a home run, but years. but Dietrich got thrown at back then by Archer. It should have been over. You're com- no, but you're comparing baseball to other sports. Baseball is its own thing. No, I'm not okay, comparing baseball. baseball to anything because I don't take it seriously at all. And, and oh, the, that the, doesn't make sense to me. Then why aren't we talking about baseball? Okay, then? let's move on baseball to football. Baseball has its own culture, its own mentality. I thought we were going to move on to football. policing itself. No, the unwritten rules suck. Baseball sucks. Let's move on to football and Steelers camp that. because that's what matters. Um some of the, the roster spots, not roster spots, but lineup spots are more up for grabs than I thought, Dejan. For example, right tackle, you got Chooks and Filer. And it's weird because Filer started most of last year after Marcus Gilbert got hurt, but he's cursed by versatility. He's a better starter than Chooks, but he's a better backup than just about anybody. I wonder how that one's going to go. That's uh, the worst thing you can do. I, I, I use this line all the time is to show somebody you can watch the windows. Because after that, you're going to be watching Windows every time somebody has a free hour for you. And in, in Filer's case, he's shown that he can move around. Um, and, you know, Chooks is a guy who they really, really liked, especially in the goal line situations last season, uh, in games but also in practices. Uh, they liked the versatility that he could show, the different things he could do using his athleticism. He's a more athletic player uh, than Matt Filer is. Um, I think that's going to continue to be a fluid spot, maybe even into the season, Mark. Yeah, uh, I think so too, but I just know the way they think. I bet Chooks starts. I, I just think, like, uh, Byler and B.J. I mean, Finney, too. They can play multiple positions, and that makes them better backups. Yeah, I mean, Finney, Finney's obviously the other guy that jumps into that into that equation as well, and it, it makes the Steelers a stronger overall offensive line to have players who can move around, especially when, you know, the one thing that nobody ever wants to talk about at a training camp is if somebody goes down. Um, it's an older offensive line now. Uh, they need to make sure that they have different players that can play different positions. And if Chooks can just take that right tackle spot really by the throat, I mean, that, that's what they're looking for here, somebody to, to really, really step up and take that, own the position the way Marcus Gilbert did, uh, that would be a great, great thing for the Steelers. So maybe they're just giving him, you know, the best chance that they can, and maybe too he actually is the best player at the position. How do you evaluate Chris Boswell at camp? 
Because at camp, you can't replicate that pressure for a kicker. You can't replicate it even in the exhibition games. You can't. I, I wonder how much of it's pressure. I, you know, I think that stuff gets a little bit overblown. Um, you know, I think some of, of it was... is botched mechanics that I, then I, translates I, I, into pressure. Yeah, I know. I think. I think. It, I mean, one can obviously lead to the other, but I, I think that in, in Boswell's case last year, a lot of different things went wrong. I, I don't think it was just about him weirding out or freaking out whenever he looked at goalposts in a big game. Um, I, I think you're going to see. If the best thing you can see from Boswell in the preseason is to, for just him to just make consistent looking kicks that aren't, you know, all over the place. And that, that was one of the things you saw with him too, which is one of the things that make, makes me believe that it was more about mechanics than anything else was that even some of his extra points and field goals that he made were ugly. Um, I, I think you can and will see. Uh, in the preseason, whether or not he gets some of that back. But, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a heck of a variable because it's not like he's being challenged here. Uh, are the Steelers going to throw less like they say? Because I don't see why they would want to throw less. It's a passing league. They have all the components to pass a lot. Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. It's one of the things that you look at with this group right now uh, that's maybe the most interesting is the number of wide receivers that they have the number of different options that Ben has, um, you know, especially if Vance McDonald can stay healthy and continue to present a big target to him over the middle of the field. Uh, Dante Moncrief, more than anybody, Mark, has, has really stepped up and shown me something. Uh, he's not just a straight down the field type wide receiver. Uh, he's coming back to the ball for Ben. He's making plays like that happen. Deontay Johnson is you know, I, I I hate talking about him almost because I, I feel like I can't get a sentence out without saying something about Antonio Brown, and I don't want anybody to think I'm comparing the two in terms of talent. But stylistically, what Deontay Johnson does with moving his feet, with the really precise route running, is that he creates so much separation that Ben almost can't avoid throwing to him. And, and that's a promising thing. So I think if you have a different type of offense, if Ben... And, you know, Ben will be the first to tell you that he takes a lot of pride in always distributing the ball to the best option. Uh, he's not going to be going out there in the field and looking for 84. He's just going to find open targets and hit them. And I think they have receivers to make that happen. Uh, it's been a really professional, quiet camp. Uh, we're going to find out that, if the huh? distraction of the past hurt days, you know, because there aren't any now. How about that, huh? Who called that? Well, I think me years ago, but go ahead. No, 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 it was definitely me, and it was me in arguing with you for a very long time on that particular subject. Uh, you're, they you're, had a clown. I've never had, heard you almost, I've clowns. never heard you come off as nearly insane before. They, they had two clowns, then they were down to one clown, and now they've got zero clowns. And guess what? There never was a circus. They had a couple of problems. Yeah, let's let's see if that really happens that way once times go bad a little bit. Okay, who's going to go sour in that t- on that team? Oh, I don't want to debate this. Everybody you knows who the possibilities are. I mean? You brought it up. You brought it up. I mean, if, if okay, Juju since you asked, guy, I think Juju could still go the wrong way. I think the odds of that are less now that AB's not there. I think Vince Williams could be a distraction. I think a lot of the young kids on defense were kind of leaning in that direction. Maybe not now. But I think the problem may solve itself now that the toxic twins are gone. I... But by the same the token, if you don't think there was a trickle-down from the Toxic Twins, however minor, you're nuts. Oh, no, there's a trickle-down. But that was my point, is that it all emanated from the same one or two people. That was it. 
and then they had to respond, or they had to take sides, or they had to, and I think that's what you're getting at. I don't think we necessarily disagree here. I think that it's a case of, you know, these guys being gone, uh, it's not just as simple as them being gone. Look, Ramon Foster, Marquise Pouncey, uh, you know, Cam Hayward, a lot of guys in the locker room, Ben Roethlisberger, I should definitely not leave out. Uh, have really taken it upon themselves in this off season to to make sure that no other crap happens. Okay, that that's been that, so. I, I don't mean to take credit from them and just saying, well, two guys are gone, so everything's cool. Uh, they're doing things. They're taking real initiatives to make sure uh, that the that the locker room is exactly the way they want it to be. Um, you're still going to see things on Twitter. Big deal. It's social media. It, that's that's 2019. Uh, I don't ever take that kind of stuff and count it as drama. Well, I, I let's think. let's see how it works out. Uh, finally, yeah, Dazon, Chris Kunitz retired. He was a really important player for the Penguins, wasn't he? And, and for Sidney Crosby. I can't help but feel uh, that uh, yesterday his retirement got kind of soft-pedaled locally. Well, I mean, that's because he's been gone for a couple of years. I, I think that's gonna be, there's always going to be a little bit of a different effect. Everybody probably already feels like they've said goodbye to him, you know, including when he came back with the Penguins. But... Uh, you know, a three-time champion, a big part of, uh, you know, big part of all of them. I and mean, let's not forget the role that he played very specifically on one shot in particular. You know, to make that to, to make that last championship a possibility. Um, but he also was part of that core. You know, it's funny we talk about the core. You know, being Sid, Gino, and 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 Tanger, but you know, with Flower was in there too. But but Kunitz was part of that. It was a it was a group of five for the longest time, and 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 he deserves that respect. And I'm sure he'll get it for years to come. Welcome to back to Pittsburgh as a three time champion. Days on great stuff. We'll do it again next week. All right, Mark. I'm Mark Madden. I forgot to give away the WWE tickets. We'll do it at the end of the show if I remember that because I have this dementia. You know what I might do? I might give away ten thousand WWE tickets. Who knows? Uh, but now it's time to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX and ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. Documentaries you will love. Discoveries Serengeti. Produced by the creator of American Idol, Simon Fuller, it follows the lives of individual animals on the Serengeti for an entire year. Check out Serengeti, an epic family event, premiering Sunday, August 4th at 8 p.m. on Discovery. Now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, what's happening, Mark? Loud noises! DX <laughs> <laughs> at 105.9. Going to Queen tonight. That should be fun, but now it's time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. Brought to you by 84 Lumber. Days was brought to you by Walnut Grill, by the way. Let's go to uh, Rich in Whitehall. Rich. Ask Mark anything. A-plus on the wrap. Thank you. Uh, what I'd like to know is, when the fight breaks out, why do both bullpens empty and run all the way from the outfield to the infield to start fighting? Why don't they just fight out there in the outfield? That's a good shooting? question. They should just meet in the outfield and go at it. Exactly. Why waste all your energy running all the way in? But then they would actually have to fight. That's true. I think the bullpen guys are lucky in that by the time they get to the fight, the situation's already mostly diffused, although that certainly was not the case last night. Let's go to Mark in the car. Mark, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I have a question for you. I've never heard you mention it. Did you ever get the chance to professionally interview Chuck Knoll 
or maybe you just need him in a professional uh, meeting or relationship. I had Chuck on the show back in the 1250 days one time. But the first time I met Chuck was very memorable for me. For some reason, Chuck was in a pirate game. For some reason, I was in a pirate game at Three Rivers. And we were both getting the elevator down afterward. I just started my radio show about a year before. Yeah. And and I'm really in awe of Chuck. Uh, you know, now as then, I think he's one of the greatest figures in Pittsburgh sports history and one of the most intelligent men uh, I've ever met. And I said, Mr. Noel, my name's Mark Madden, you know, yada, yada. I do this show, yada, yada. And he goes... Are you the guy that's on uh, at 6 o'clock on the weekdays? And I go, yes, I am. He goes, you have a very unique outlook, young man. And he smiled that <laughs> Chuck Noll smile, and that was one of the greatest moments of my life. I really liked uh, like Chuck. Uh, I think he was putting me over, but that was, a, that was a big moment for me. Let's go to Zimmy in Scottsdale. Zimmy, ask Mark anything. Mark, that was an insane rap. Uh, I love the fade at the end, how you faded out there. But by any That was produced by Steve man. Albini. Oh, okay. Actually, Bob McLaughlin did a great job. What's up? Yeah, he did. Anyway, but by any stretch of the imagination, do you think that Lev Bell knows who the Dalai Lama is? Absolutely not. I didn't think so. And I bet he's, he's never even energy. watched Caddyshack, which would be... You know, most people's entree to the Dalai Lama, although at Lev Bell's age, if you didn't watch Caddyshack, I certainly understand. Let's go to uh, Trevor and Robinson. Trevor. Hey, what's up, Mark? How you doing, sir? What up? Not much, man. I had a quick question for you. Um, so I've been a casual baseball fan most of my life, and what stops me from following it as closely as I do football, hockey, and MMA is just that it's not capped. And I was just curious your take on how the league – really justifies setting up these teams that go against each other with diff- with such varying uh you know you know spending budgets in their salaries it almost feels like Boston because or because it's, it's healthy the way it is the the ratings are huge ticket revenue is huge tv money's huge tv prefers it like it is because the big markets are always you know in the playoffs or at least competing for a playoff spot well into the year and uh, people, well, the people like that, that like Bob Nutting that owns the Pirates, he's very content to be the Washington Generals to uh, you know the the big market teams globe charters because he gets revenue sharing. It's not hard well, to understand, and once you understand that, you also know it'll never change. Like we talked about yesterday on the show, Trevor. When's the last time you heard a small market owner take a stand about something like a salary cap, even verbally? Never mind, uh, you know, pitching for a CBA. Well, never, and I'm and I'm sure, like you're saying, they like it that way. I, I've heard the same thing with basketball, as in they like the era of the super teams. That it's it's good for TV, it's good for it's good for money and all that. But I just I can't get behind it from a sportsmanship's you know perspective. It just seems unfair. Like I said, it seems like you're putting up a a heavyweight bout where you're setting up a heavyweight versus a bro. Everything you're telling me should be obvious to everybody. But in the estimation of MLB, it's not broke, so they're not ever going to fix it. Let's go to Kevin in reserve. Kevin, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Uh, I was wondering, do you think they'll ever call for the Rocky statue to be torn down in Philly since he beat up uh, two black men and a communist? That's actually very funny. Whammy. 
Let's go to Kenny in Manhattan. Kenny, ask Mark anything. How you doing, Mark? Great, Kenny. I just I, I wanted to ask you, what do you think was the main catalyst for World War One? Like, what do you think? I know the Archduke Franz Ferdinand getting assassinated, but what do you? Right, think? he was assassinated by uh, a Serbian nationalist, probably. Gavrilo Princip. What? Right, and, and I think Dejan Kovacevic is a direct descendant of him. I would guarantee you, he's probably. And Dejan would kill again. Don't make no mistake about that. Definitely, he would. No, what happened there was, and I actually know a lot about World War One. A, a lot of different alliances were in play when that killing occurred, and dominoes fell. Germany got involved because they thought Britain would stay neutral. I remember that. But let's be honest. When you're comparing world wars, World War One can't hold a candle to World War Two. World War Two, World War One was the war to end all wars. World War II was the war that almost ended everything. Imagine if the U.S. had had to keep dropping bombs. Part of me says they should have just dropped the nuke on Russia and got that over with. Then we would dominate the world even now. And then Russia could not have fixed the election. Huh? See? Caller number four right now. Get two WB tickets for Monday night. I'm off to Queen. I want to break free. 1059X. WXDA.